Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 763. We're looking at Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Let's read our passage. At that time, Jesus passed through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick and eat some heads of grain. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, See, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Haven't you read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry, how he entered the house of God, and they ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for him or for those with him to eat, but only for the priests? Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple violate the Sabbath and are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the promised Messiah, the Savior, the one who fulfills the Old Testament. He's presenting this teaching, preaching, and healing ministry of Jesus. And here in chapters 11 and 12, he's showing responses of a variety of responses to the ministry of Jesus. We start with John the Baptist. John the Baptist, his response was doubt. He was so certain earlier when we saw him at the beginning of the gospel, but now John's in prison, been there for a year or so, and he's having doubts. It doesn't seem that Jesus is doing what the Messiah should be doing. So he's all doubt. Then Jesus condemned some of the towns of Galilee that they did not come to faith. And their response was indifference. They weren't overly hostile, but they weren't faithful either. They just didn't really care. So indifference was their response. Then last time we looked at some who responded in faith. Jesus proclaimed that They would know the Father through him. And he promised that he would give them rest and that they should take his yoke because his burden is light. Now we're shifting to a different kind of response, and that is active opposition. So we pick it up in chapter 12 now, verse 1. At that time, Jesus passed through the grain fields on the Sabbath. Well, Matthew uses this at that time as a transition point from one segment to another. But remember, he's not given a strict chronology, so he's just using that as a a transitional phrase. And specifically points out that they're walking through grain fields on the Sabbath. Now, remember, the Sabbath is the day of rest. We just ended chapter 11 with Jesus saying that I will give you rest. And now he's talking about the Sabbath, the day of rest. And the Sabbath was instituted by God himself. We saw God himself rest on the seventh day of creation and give that model that we should all take a day of rest. The Mosaic Law spelled out very clearly that the Sabbath was to be obeyed as a day of rest. And what's that mean? I mean, you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. But then, if you're trying to follow rules, you have to say, What is work? So they had developed a very elaborate system to describe what's work. What can you do and what can you not do? And 
it becomes actually rather than a blessing, a blessing of a day of rest, it all becomes a burden because it's so hard to follow the rules. Now, some things were clearly spelled out in the Old Testament that you weren't supposed to do. You weren't supposed to gather manna. You weren't supposed to gather firewood. You weren't supposed to plow. You weren't supposed to harvest or kindle a fire or trade or carry loads. Aside from those things, there wasn't a lot of detail. And the idea is you're not supposed to be working. So they had set up a, a lot of very strict rules to define what was work and what wasn't. You can do this, but you can't do that. And then because it's rules, you have to often figure out how to get around the rules. So for instance, they had implemented a, an idea of a Sabbath day's journey. It would be work to travel more than a Sabbath day's journey. So you have to define how far you could travel before it becomes work. And they came up with 2,000 cubits. It's about half a mile. Well, then that becomes inconvenient because sometimes you, you need to go further than that on the Sabbath. Well, you can't because that's the Sabbath day's journey. Well, that would be traveling to someplace and back to your place of residence. But if you preposition some food along the way, then that would count the place you stopped and had food as a temporary residence. So prior to the Sabbath, I positioned a little lunch someplace. Then I could travel to that place of lunch, and that would be my temporary residence. Then I could travel again, another Sabbath day's journey. And so it just became a series of rules and, and how to follow the rules. And you'd be incredibly legalistic about it. We'll continue in verse 1. His disciples were hungry and began to pick and eat some of the heads of grain. So they're walking through a grain field. Didn't say what grain, but say it's a wheat field. And as you're walking along, you pluck a piece of wheat. You strip off some of the kernels from it, grind them up in your hand, and eat the grains of wheat. It's perfectly legal to do. This is called gleaning. Farmers were supposed to even leave wheat around the edges and not go back and pick up stuff that gets left behind after the harvest. So people can do this. But what they're doing here is work. Verse 2, when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, See, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Well, what are they doing? Well, they're walking and they're picking some pieces of grain off as they're walking along. And no sane person would say that's work. But when you're living under this system of rules, the rules say what they're doing is work. They are reaping, harvesting by plucking the heads of grain off and then running them through their fingers and then grinding between the palms of their hands. That's threshing. So they're reaping and threshing, and that is not allowed. So the Pharisees see this and are complaining to Jesus. The guys are violating the Sabbath. Verse 3, he said to them, Haven't you read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? How he entered the house of God, and they ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for him or for those with him to eat, but only for the priests? This story is from 1 Samuel 21. The bread of the presence, also called the show bread, was bread that was placed on a table in the tabernacle. 
And it was specifically placed there for God. God did eat it, but it's, it sat out there for the week as an offering to God. And then at the end of the week, the priests would go in, put new bread there, and take the old bread out. And then the priests were allowed to eat the old bread. Only the priests were allowed because it had been offered to God, so it was considered holy. Well, in 1 Samuel 21, David was on the run from King Saul. The tabernacle was in Nob, had been in Shiloh, but the Philistines had destroyed Shiloh. And David went to the high priest and said, hey, We're hungry. Do you have any food for us? The priest says, I, No, I don't. All I've got's the showbread here, the bread of the presence. He knows David and his followers. David and his men are not allowed to eat it, but he gives it to them anyway. And you have to ask why. He knows David has been chosen by God as the appointed king of Israel. And so in his mind, David has the authority to ask for this bread. David is the king of God's people. And so the high priest willingly gives him the bread to eat. So Jesus is pointing this out. Jesus isn't saying, hey, they broke the law so we can break the law. Jesus is saying that was the right thing to do because of the authority of David. And so you see where this is going. We've seen all along. So much of what Jesus is doing is to show his authority. And so he's basically saying, and this is the right thing to do for me and my disciples because of my authority. Continues verse 5, or haven't you read in the law that on Sabbath days the priests in the temple violate the Sabbath and are innocent? Well, it doesn't specifically say that in the law, but there's things the priests do that are required by the law that for anybody else to do them would be considered work in violating the Sabbath. Yet the priests do it because that's God's will that they do that. So it's looking at God's will and the intent versus the just following a bunch of rules. In verse 6, the key passage here, he says, I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. That's a key phrase. And he's specifically applying that to the issue of the temple where the priests are working, but it's also applying back to the issue of David. Yes, David did this because of his authority, but something greater than David is going on here. The priests do this in the temple, but something greater than what goes on in the temple is here. Now, the temple was more than just a, a place, a place of worship. It was the symbol of the nationhood for Israel. It was incredibly important. And so say greater than the temple? Well, what is going on here? Something greater than the temple is here? Well, yes, Jesus himself is greater than the temple, but Jesus' role, I think, is what he's really getting at here. We often talk about the threefold office of Jesus, prophet, priest, and king. So you have those ideas. But Jesus is the mediator between God and people. That was done at the temple. The temple is where you went for the priest to stand in as mediators between you and God to offer the sacrifice on your behalf to take care of the sin separation between you and God. So it's something 
greater than that is going on here. Jesus coming as the Savior. He goes on verse 7. If you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. It's a quote from Hosea. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And speaking of God worrying more about the heart than the outward observance of laws. Because they were doing all the right religious things, yet God seemed to not care about what they were doing. And the answer was, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You can do the right religious things all day long, but if your hearts are far from me, I'm not impressed. I want your hearts to be engaged. And Jesus is saying to the Pharisees, if you understood that, then you wouldn't be so wound up about the rules and said you wouldn't have condemned the innocent. There he's referring to his disciples because they have already said these disciples of yours are guilty of violating the Sabbath, broken the law of Moses. Then, in case they missed it, verse 8, Jesus says, For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Wow. Here we have Jesus throwing out his authority card, saying, I have the authority over the Sabbath. In this, he's describing what he is doing is greater than David, greater than the temple. And what he's been doing with the healing ministry has been showing his authority, with the teaching ministry demonstrating his authority. And now he declares it to the Pharisees. He has the authority to override their rules. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.